All right. Uh, I am going to trust that you can hear me. Huh. Uh, I'm driving. I've got a my better uh, headset on for road noise and whatnot. So I'll have my back window down a little bit. Um, this is going to be a little—I wouldn't say psychobabble, but just talking. Kind of off the cuff. Uh, so, I guess what I'm feeling lately is that a lot of people are essentially getting hit with these notions, um, I say a lot of people because most people have been programmed to believe that germ theory is the only uh, end-all, be-all of health and disease. It's just germ theory. Uh, the germ itself is what makes us sick. When I think the problem I see that it causes, it's causing a lot of uh, what shall I say, like uh, division in people and families right now comes from this notion that there is another way. Um, it's not just about germ theory. Um, it, it is not just that the germ is the killer, because if that was the case, everyone who was infected by a germ would essentially die. So it's not the germ that kills us, a person. It's, it's essentially, if you really want to get to the core of it, it's uh, a person's poor health that leads to a failed immune response that leads to uh, the virus being the last, essentially the last fire of inflammation in the body that the body didn't have any resources to put out. They're run dry of immune responders to put out that last fire. And so that fire grows um, like a wildfire. Uh, in the case of a virus like COVID with a chronically sick, ill person, it could just run out of control and grow quicker than a, than a cancer. And that's the irony of it. I think a lot of people don't connect the dots, but a virus is essentially a, a the end game. The end product of a virus is essentially um, inflammation and and organ failure, which looks a lot like a uh, looks a lot like a cancer. Um, only actually kind of worse because it happens faster. Um, at least cancer can be a slower um, growth. So what, what I think is happening that's causing the most division right now um, in society, at least in American society, 
is this idea that we, for all intents and purposes, have been duped into believing that this germ theory is the only way. And what's coming to light is this, what's really coming way up into the forefront is this idea that, um, wait, so you're saying I didn't actually need the vaccine, that my immune system protects me from viruses, especially this one, better than any vaccine? Well. Yes. And I think a lot of people are starting to, to wake up to the fact that they didn't, they didn't really need the vaccine. And they think that the vaccine is actually, um, helping their immune system. But when in fact it may help the immune systems of some people, it's a one size fits all procedure. Therapy, whatever you want to call it, it's one. It's not a vaccine. It doesn't. It's, it doesn't uh, line up with the, the definition of, of a vaccine. If you if you actually look it up, it doesn't. So, I think this division, this tearing families apart, tearing friendships apart, of you know, you need to be you need to be vaccinated, uh, or else you're you're a threat to society. You know, how are we ever going to get back to normal if you don't all get vaccinated? Why, how could you? Why are you being so selfish? Blah, blah, blah. Right? We've all heard it. It's prevalent. Uh, a lot of people are being shamed. Uh, even great, good friends we've known probably all our lives, you know, are being shamed. Um, for, for being the, the person that's like somehow preventing us from getting back to normal. When, ironically, it is the health authorities that are telling people to keep their masks on. Um, so that everyone gets vaccinated for no other reason at this point health authorities telling people to keep their masks on because if they keep saying and keep controlling the masses to say to keep the masks on saying we absolutely need it until we reach quote unquote herd immunity or, or whatever they think it is which they've never actually given us an actual uh number to my knowledge maybe they did to somebody uh fauci or whatever but what it looks to me like is the ones that are keeping us from getting back to the nor to normal are the ones that are saying that even though we've most of us have been vaccinated, the rest of us have to keep our masks on. And if that's the unvaccinated, it's going to look like, okay, well, it's the unvaccinated people that are keeping us from getting back to normal, quote unquote, normal. The irony is that right now that, to my knowledge, most of America Vaccinated people can not wear their mask outside, and in many cases, in many places, they, they don't have to wear uh, the mask inside. But the unvaccinated people essentially do still have to wear a mask. They may not have been wearing a mask anyway. They may have chosen not to for whatever reason. Hopefully it was like they knew better, and that's why. 
But um, I don't know. I just think uh, the end the end product of this is kind of a divide and conquer situation where we're all fighting each other. You know, to what end? How is that helping anyone? We're we're literally crashing and burning. And who knows what else is happening in the in, in under our noses while while we're fighting each other, you know, while we're tearing each other down for being this or being that or you know, you know, it's being selfish or rude or you know, you're gonna kill a grandma or something, you know. And uh, it just doesn't it doesn't feel right at all. It just feels it makes me want to throw up. And. Uh, you know, I speak for myself. I have a couple people in my life that are are that way, you know, uh, shaming me in one way or another. And uh, I know I'm not the only one uh, who has a family member that is on the other side of this fence uh, who is adamantly either pro-health or pro-vaccine and mask and listen to the authorities because they obviously know better, right? So who could be not willing to do any of the research themselves. They're afraid. Maybe they're just afraid of what they'll find. I don't know. But uh, it seems to me that we've been programmed to trust health authorities. We've been programmed to to not not learn much about health because that's not our job. You know, it's our doctor's job to take care of our health. The doctor will report back to you if you're healthy, but if you're not healthy because you didn't know how to stay healthy, they don't have much to tell you. I mean, some of them, some of them may have, you know, trained themselves and learned more about, you know, nutrition or better health practices or whatever, but in general, they're not going to be like, oh, 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 you're not healthy anymore. Here's what you do to stay healthy. No, they're going to treat your symptom because they don't know anything else. They don't know how to get to the root of why you're sick or ill. So they're going to look at the symptom and they're going to throw a pill at you um, to treat the symptom. And to, like, that's not really, it's not really fair. You know, it's, you, they're not seeing the whole picture. So how could they help you get through your, your illness and and be healthy again if they don't see the whole picture. They're just looking at the surface. They're not looking at, you know, they're looking at the part of the iceberg that's just, you know, you know, uh, crossing the surface or, you know, going over the surface when there's a whole vastness to that iceberg below the surface that they don't, that they don't understand. They don't, they're not taught in school. I was uh, reading recently checking how much, uh, uh, a typical um, doctor gets in regards to ed- education, a lecture, whatever, on uh, on nutrition, and uh, I did, it came up with somewhere between like 19 and 24 on average um, that a doctor uh, of of nutrition that a doctor learns, and that's like 24 hours of nu- of nutrition is that's like you know, a full day's time if you were learning, you know, getting a lecture of a whole day, but like, okay, it's split up uh, multiple days or whatever, maybe a week or two, but 
out of what four years? Like, what the heck else are they studying? And to my knowledge, there's probably a lot more, but to my knowledge, it's it's mostly about medicines and how they interact with each other, and what medicines work for this and what me- medicines work for that. What what works for this symptom? What works for that symptom? Remember, the medicines aren't like they're not designed to necessarily cure you. They're designed to to or should I say mitigate the symptoms enough not to cure you, unfortunately. But I mean, a, a true vaccine would be a cure, right? You'd get the vaccine; it would help your immune system win that fight and you know tag the the pathogen or whatever that's causing the illness for for future reference. So that you never get it again. That's a that's a that's like a cure. A true vaccine would be like a cure, but it's not. Especially, unfortunately, this COVID nineteen vaccines. Well, all of them, to my knowledge, don't have any long term. They can't say how long you're going to be immune for. They they they're, they're assuming that. It's not going to help your immune system do what your immune system does, and therefore it isn't going to help your immune system actually uh, create a long-lasting immunity to whatever pathogen your body is struggling with. Perhaps so that they can continue to give us more doses of the vaccine or you know, boosters of the vaccine, which isn't a vaccine. It's like a like a, a flu shot, you know. A vaccine would essentially cure you of, like, you know, polio or smallpox or whatever. This isn't a cure. This isn't a end-all, be-all, you know. So, I don't know. I just, um, I'm kind of bummed. Um, I, 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 I like the fact that the world is coming around to what I would call like the truth of illness. And that is that we literally write the script of our illness or our dis-ease, as in non-ease, non-calm, non-relaxation in the body, our dis-ease, we write the script. So either we write the script of our happy happiness and our health, or we we write the script of our dis-ease. And uh, a lot of people do that unknowingly. It's one of the things, one of the few things that can harm us more than we realize if we don't know it. There's some things that uh, you don't you don't need to know. Because they won't harm you. But there are th- things in the world that can harm you if you don't know what they are. Uh, the lack of knowledge of, of health and what constitutes health and what keeps a person, a human body healthy is, uh, is something that if you didn't know it and you were completely breaking the rules without knowing it, you would essentially be harming your body without knowing, which I believe is the case for the vast majority of people on the planet right now, 
is they're harming their body. They have been taught that they don't need to learn about health because it's not their responsibility, it's their doctors. And so they learn nothing about health, and then they wonder how it is that they have a disease early on in life that could potentially be fatal, and that supposedly there is no quote-unquote cure for. And uh, if left unchecked, or if the pills and the medications and the, in some cases chemo, radiation don't work, which if all things being the same and the person doesn't change, there's a good chance that that, that, that human system will fail. Meaning the immune system fails to do its job, fails to keep us alive, fails to keep those fires in check, put, to put them out, fails to keep us alive. And that's a sad, sad, sad thing. That, that, I mean, people should be yelling from the rooftop, I would think, to try to, you know, warn people about uh, that is happening right under our nose. And I think that's that's the division right now is, is that there's a huge resistance to this notion that oh wait I did this to myself huge resistance to oh wait you mean my diabetes is not not exactly genetic so I don't know I just think. I just think that uh, that is a huge, huge, powerful um, resistance that people who care about health, I would just call them pro-health or uh, terrain theorists or integrative medicine practitioners, um, preventative health practitioners, there's all different terms for the same general thing. Just those people are, are looking like lepers at this point for some weird reason um, when they should be heroes, when they should be touted as heroes for, for staying healthy, potentially teaching others about health, potentially pulling the veil up off of the people who have had their essentially, essentially had their heads in the sand about the fact that we write the script for our health that is not chance that we you know we end up with you know heart disease or or a stroke necessarily or diabetes not 100% chance or cancer not 100% oh woe is me I am the unlucky one that got struck by the lightning that is cancer no that we actually write that script by what we don't know. And uh, the irony is, is that there isn't that much to know to keep the human body uh, running smoothly like an engine, you know, like, all right, well, it just needs oil and uh, uh, you need to change the radiator fluid once in a while or, you know, or the the uh, transmission fluid once in a while, whatever. 
what does it need? To work efficiently, you know? And once you know what it needs to work efficiently, your lack of self-love to care for your vehicle, your human spacesuit, whatever you want to call it, uh, skin suit, whatever, that your lack of self-love and your lack of care to keep you know, keep that engine running or that body working is what can lead to a breakdown. Just like if you were to fail to put oil in your car, you know, and never change it. Well, obviously, at least never change it. I and mean, obviously you can put oil in your car, but like to never change it or change it very, very infrequently. Obviously, at some point it's going to, you know, that engine's going to fail. Uh, dirty oil, too much friction, eventually it's going to, It'll blow up or something, something bad, right? So I think when people, I think when enough people embrace that topic with love and compassion for those who have been duped all these years, and like to be honest, like I can't say I, I I'm not part of it. Like I was duped too. Like I know what it feels like. You know what it feels like to be to have been duped by that I don't know programming, literal programming over the years, decades of programming that you know the germ is the problem, not not our health. You know, it's it's one and the same essentially. Like it's not the germ; it's it is our health. It's the opposite of that. You know, um, our health is what allows or our, our poor health is what allows the germ to to ignite and go ignite and rage out of control like a wildfire you know it, a good healthy immune system a person who takes care of their body does all the things you know that help uh with health like you know sufficient Sleep, uh, sufficient hydration, uh, exercise, uh, lower stress, um, joy, laughter, you know, key vitamins and minerals like vitamin D, E, C, um, and, and A. Um, yeah, it's like, once we know these things, the the immune system will essentially snuff out that fire, you know, before it has a chance to grow. But if we don't know those things and we're treating our body like a trash dump, have no idea what we what we could be doing to to have a better firefighter, uh, a, a better fire crew, whatever, you know, more fire engines, more water, whatever. We have no idea about any of that stuff. Of course. That little germ that was a small viral load is going to rage out of control because we literally don't have the fi- the firefighters and the water needed to put it out. We're just we're spent. They're all tied up, you know, fighting the other ragers going on in the body, you know. So yeah, I just. Uh, 
I really feel for what's going on right now. I feel for a lot of people who are struggling with this idea. Um, we're coming around. I mean, this is definitely going to be a huge eye-opener. I mean, whether this is was the intention or not, whether it was a plan or not, people are going to wake up to this fact and uh, and hopefully not be destroyed by it. You know, I mean, I look at it this way. With health, it's like with any other skill, okay? Learning how to, to keep your body healthy is like any other skill, okay? When you first start, start trying to learn the piano or the guitar, of course it's going to be tough. It's going to be rough. It's going to sound like shit. You're going to not be sure of yourself. You're going to not want to play for other people because you're not sure of yourself. You're not, you don't trust it. But after you learn more and learn more and repetition and repetition and repetition, eventually that shit will become effortless. So you're learning about things that can improve your health, you know, healthy substitutions between one thing that's not healthy for you or something that is healthier for you and continuing that process lifelong if it has to be, you know, I mean, you learned it all early on in life and you feel like there's nothing else you need to learn. Your, your, your health markers are great. Awesome. Stick to it. You know, but that, just like with any skill, that's going to get effortless. That will, I assure you, get effortless. And so the, the resistance to the idea and the fact that we write the script for our health or disease, that idea will be, oh, okay, all right, so I write the script for my health and disease. Oh, so that chronic illness I've got, you mean I can, I can write the script that heals that? Absolutely, 100%. Once you realize that you were, the, 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 there's three fingers pointing back at you, you're trying to point the finger at someone else, there's three fingers pointing back, and you address those three fingers pointing back, the things that you're failing on, let's say it's water, sleep, and exercise, then you just kick those things back up in order, you know, increase your intake on those, your, your, you know, your actions on those three fronts. And if that was the only area you were weak, you fuck, you're a rock star, right? And, and your body will thank you and heal. But until we acknowledge that there's a problem and that it's us, there will be no healing. And we're going to resort to others for healing us in, in the form of drugs because we're, we're not willing to do the work. And so it's like trying to, trying to beat a dead horse or, um, you know, trying to carry someone who's dead weight, who doesn't want to walk for themselves. You know, it's just like no matter what you do, there's always the, the dead weight, you know, and that's kind of what the modern, you know, medicine uh, scheme, not, I wouldn't say scheme, but that's their modality is, is that we will fix you with drugs because we don't expect you to do the work. We don't. Um, we have propagated the fact that 
your health has nothing to do with the outcome of any illness that you experience. So there's nothing you can really do to make your 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 health uh, circumstance disappear or go away. We just have to give you the right medication for that. You know, um, I read a book recently, or I don't know what I read or listened or heard. It was something about a guy who leaves his doctor's office after being diagnosed with some poor, uh, you know, disease that, that he's concerned about. He says, well, doc, uh, is there any, yeah, it was called uh, Eat to Beat Disease or something like that by uh, William Lee. That's the name of the book. Um, he, he says his, one, of, one of his patients walked, walked up to him at the end of his, you know, doctor's visit after he told him he had cancer or heart disease or something. And the guy said, Hey doc, uh, is there anything that I could eat that would help me, you know, get better? And, uh, the, the doctor, William Lee, he basically said, I, you know, eat whatever you want. And he, and he, he was very disappointed that he couldn't tell the guy what to eat, confidently tell the guy what to eat. Um, and he, he, he recalls that he didn't learn that in school. He literally did not learn the skills that could help a person prevent the disease that they are coming into him with. So he only was able to report to someone if they are uh, healthy uh, or not, but he cannot and is not trained adequately to help prevent someone from coming to him with X, Y, or Z disease. So he felt bad. So he, he, you know, thought that was a huge um, gap in his education and his his skill set and what he, what he what he would thought he would need to actually be able to help someone to do no harm. And so he he learned that he learned all about it. You know, he wrote a book about it, uh, what to eat. To beat disease, and this is a doctor who who reformed on his own um, to be able to uh, actually help his his patients, um, not see him, not need him, uh, not be uh, just well enough to have to keep taking expensive medication um, for the rest of their life you know, with no hope of uh, a cure. That's not fair. I mean, that's not, uh, it's especially not fair when for most illnesses on the planet, for most diseases, there is an actual uh, natural modality that can help that. And it's usually uh, at the core has everything to do with getting the body's terrain, which is the, the underlying health of the body, to an optimal level so that the immune system has the resources it needs, the energy it needs, the, the fighting capacity, the shields and sword, you know, for targeting and killing the, the bad guys, the, the pathogens. Um, to, to actually be able to give it what it needs to win. And that's uh, it's extremely huge. 
And uh, I think once once a person is armed with the knowledge of how to support their immune system to fight off disease, once they're armed with that knowledge, they they essentially wouldn't need a doctor. I mean, they they can still have a checkup from time to time just to make sure all their levels or you know their biomarkers and everything are are good, blood blood work and everything is good. Obviously, you're going to want to do that from time to time. But at that point, you would be armed with the skills that you need to uh, not get sick. And what I think a lot of people don't realize is, is that or don't know of because they don't witness it often, is, is that there are people in this world um, that just don't get sick. And, and it's no accident that they don't they don't get sick. It's not like oh their genetics are better than everybody else's. It is that they've learned the skill set. Remember, if you've been listening, they learn the skill set that gets easier and effortless over time, like playing the guitar or any instrument. Over time, it gets easier. Any skill that you can think of that you've learned um, and you're good at, that was shaky at first. But again, once you once it becomes once you've done it enough times for it to be effortless, you have the skill set to essentially not get sick and namely especially not get a disease, which is more of a chronic. You know, sickness, illness is kind of like an acute thing where it doesn't last long. Your body gets over it quick. A dis-ease is something that is like a chronic issue. In most cases, it's like a chronic uh, issue that in many cases is hard to undo. Uh, So, yeah, I don't know. I just... uh, I'm just to the point now where I'm just embracing this idea that we will transition. People will wake up. And I think moving forward, I'm going to try to help remind people that it gets easier. Yes, it's overwhelming to have the burden of our health on our own shoulders. I get it. Oh, shit. You know, everybody's like, oh, what if I eat the wrong thing? Uh, or what if I do this and it causes cancer? It's like, come on, dude, just calm down, calm down, right? When you treat the body all together, if you do multiple things on multiple fronts to help your body stay well, your body will will reward you with a lack of illness. It will reward you by not getting a heart disease or a stroke or diabetes early on in life, you know, um, cancer, whatever. It would reward you by not having that happen. Look, everyone will eventually, you know, pass on. Like, we're, we can't escape that. <laughs> like, but you certainly don't have to have that happen early. And, uh, most definitely, there are people in this world, I can speak for myself, that haven't been sick, like, 
like flu-like symptoms or even close um, for decades. Like for me, it's been at least over a decade. I can't remember the last time I had an upper respiratory infection and where I was bedridden for for days and um, easily over a decade, seems like at this point. So it does happen. Um, once we recognize that this is possible and that the people around us that get sick normally is actually, we think that's normal. That's not normal. Getting sick multiple times a year is actually not normal. You know, you get the sniffles here and there. Okay. Your body's trying to remove some of the, 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 the toxins or whatever from your body. That's fine. You know, get a little, little fever here and there. Um, only lasts half a day, day, that kind of stuff. No big deal. But like an actual sickness or you're down for multiple days, not going to work, you know, uh, your body's really having a hard time recovering. That, that doesn't happen for a lot of people. And like I said, the sad thing is, is that a lot of people would think that that's abnormal when in fact that's normal and that normal would be I'm sick two to three times a year. I did. I came from that. I, there was a time in my life where I thought that that was normal. If I didn't get sick, you know, more than two times, I figured I was doing okay, you know, but that's actually not okay. So anyway, oh, I thought I'd just jump on here and uh, kind of talk about where I'm where I'm at right now with things. And I think what I'm going to try to do is, again, try to support people on uh, having giving them a little bit more compassion that, look, having responsibility for our own health really isn't that bad. You know, I mean, coming from uh, being a vegetarian, remembering what it was like to not know, that's the trick, is the curse of knowledge is, is where we forget what it was like to be shaky and not know something very well, you know. That's, it's, an, it's an uneasy feeling. It's stressful. So, yes, there will be a little bit of stress, and, uh, and it's, in fact, not good for us to have stress, especially chronic stress. So it's a little bit of a transition be, between, you know, not knowing what's right for our health um, and, uh, and knowing, you know, without a shadow of a doubt what can help our health and doing it on the regular you know, like, uh, like, like I said before, you know, decre- decreasing stress every way we can, uh, hydration, um, nutrition, obviously you want to eat more, more vegetables, uh, exercise, laughter, getting out in the sun, you know, de- decreasing sugars in the diet, you know, sweets, uh, that would be, you know, carbs, actual candy and, uh, and yeah, carbs and candy, just any kind of sweets, too much sugar, like soda drinks, that kind of stuff, just un- absolutely unnecessary. You know, treat yourself, you know, once in a while, once a week or so to have some really great ice cream or something, but don't eat it. Don't do it every day. My God, don't do it every day. Um, 
it's even been said that uh, sugar actually fuels cancer. It's not been said. It's, it's like a known fact at this point that sugar, um, in the, especially in the absence of oxygen, fuels cancer. So when you're stressed out and you're barely barely getting any air, um, you're, you're not bringing in enough oxygen, your body's deprived of oxygen, it reverts to, to sugar. So when you're stressed out and you're eating sugar, it's the worst, absolute worst thing you can do for your body. And I think a lot of people get that way. They get depressed leading up to their sickness. And what do you know? You know, you look back, you know, a couple of days to a week and you're looking at, um, you know, a week leading up to being sick. You're looking at depression. You're looking at not eating well, you're eating more carbs and sweets, and because of the de- depression, you're stressed, and so that's causing less oxygen. So your body's reverting to the glucose, and you're fueling it with more glucose, more sugar. <laughs> so it's like a double knockout punch, you know? Go figure. You're, you're always sick after a bout of stress or depression. Hello? You know, but most people don't know this because they haven't been taught to need to know this they've been taught that they don't need to know anything about health it's not your responsibility it's your doctor's responsibility um your health is in their hands trust them when in fact as i mentioned earlier uh a doctor gets on average between 19 and a half or so and like 23 and a half or so hours of education formal education like lecture in nutrition so 24 hours total, right? Maybe that's stretched out over a week or so. Um, who knows? Maybe a couple of days of lecture. But out of four years plus, four years or more to become a doctor? I mean, my, my God, it's at least four years, right? So the fact that most people unknowingly put their trust in their doctor to, to care for their health, to be responsible for their health, when in fact the doctor knows nothing about how to keep you healthy, but only how to diagnose you uh, as being healthy or unhealthy too late after the fact, is absolute, if you look at it for what it is, it's like, I would look at that as insane. I would never recommend that. Um, when in fact, in the past, I would have, bought into that hook, line, and sinker. I would have been just, I would have just been like, all right, I guess this is my thing. I just, I, my, my, my doctor tells me whether I'm healthy or not. I don't know that. Of course, I could, I could never possibly know if I'm healthy because I, I don't know what to do to be healthy. I wouldn't know what health looks like unless my doctor says, oh, you're healthy, you know, or maybe if I hadn't been sick for the year, I'd be like, oh, I guess I'm healthy this year, you know. And sad, and it's so sad because so many people are in that boat of where I used to be and where a lot of people are. So um, anyway, I hope that helps a lot of people. Uh, I'm going to try if this recorded. I'm trusting this recorded okay. I was a little unsure because I haven't really done this while I'm driving. Um, I usually stop when I do a live for Podbean. And I'm not certain I'm going to post this, but I might. So look out for it on um, the School of Wellness podcast. If you haven't already followed, follow my um, 
my live and follow the School of Wellness podcast. It should pop up there pretty soon. If not tonight, pretty soon. But, uh, all right, you guys, it's late. I'm going to get to bed. Get ready for bed here. Um, hope you had a great day and, uh, hope you have a great rest of the week. Love you all. Bye for now.